All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Humble and Hungry Podcast with DaVinci Jordan. As always, your host, Brandon. Uh, today, we are back with another athlete story, DaVinci. A little bit of a, an interesting one here is, is someone you've known for quite a while, from uh, the Minnesota Roots all the way to the Division One Big Lights. Um, but you wanted to bring him on for a couple different reasons. So who are we talking to and, and what are what's everyone going to get a little taste of here? We're talking to my little big brother, Nash Jensen. Um, he's an athlete. I had the privilege to meet um, freshman year of high school. Um, he played football at Osseo. Uh, he also played basketball. Um, I remember he was playing a little lineman, some tight end. I think he played everywhere. And um, he was a uh, he's a wonderful young man. He has a wonderful family. And um, they took me in right away. And um, we took to each other right away, and we just kind of kept uh, training together. And then it came to a senior year, and he was trying to decide on what college he was going to go to. And now he's at NDSU. He's a starting left guard. And I was just telling him uh, a second ago, he's just pancaking everybody. So um, he's a he's family family to me. So and I'm grateful to have him on today. Who? Nash Jensen. Nash Big Nash. Jensen. Big Nash. How's it going, sir? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Would you like to contest anything he said, or is that pretty factually accurate from your side of the story? Pretty factual. Sounded pretty good. Uh, <laughs> I made you sound better, right? Yeah. Awesome. I don't know, well, I don't know, about, I don't know about the little big bro. Um, <laughs> I, I'm kind of Da Vinci's bully whenever I'm around him. So Someday. Yeah, he's always trying to like <laughs> pancake me something. He, yeah, he's a... I can't wait to get him after the season. He he's gonna suffer for that. Well, before we get into all that, uh, Nash, I guess we can rewind to right at the beginning. Uh, it sounds like you and Davinci connected when you were a freshman. Um, kind of what was your? I guess what were you looking for at that point in time, and kind of what was, what was it that you you and Davinci kind of got out of it through those four high school years? Yeah, I originally started working with Davinci while I was on um, the basketball team our head coach at that time would have him come in and have us do workouts and stuff like that. Um, and that's kind of where we started connecting. Um, and at that point, um, he, not just him saw something in myself, but, um, my coaches in high school did as well. And just saw that, you know, I have the potential of going, um, playing division one football, you know, playing at a really high level like I am right now. Mm -hmm. Um, and he was, just really straightforward. He gave me the layout, you know, um, what we want to do with my body and how we can get it so much better into the level that you're going to need that I'm, I would have needed at, um, at the division one level. And, uh, it all just kind of clicked, you know, it's exactly what I wanted. Um, and just how he went about himself and, uh, how he worked is exactly what I wanted in, uh, tr not just a trainer, but, um, a great role model and mentor. You know, and uh, what I appreciate about Nash is his mom and dad, they, they understood their roles and they confided in us so much. And I have so much respect for his family. Like, and, and they let Nash be Nash. They never, they led from the back there. I see so many parents that try to get so involved in what their kids are doing where it gets very detrimental to the kid's success. And his parents aren't like that. They just supported. They were there. They were the biggest fans. And they just cheered him on, man. And, and um, mm -hmm. they always showed appreciation for us when we came around. And, you know, it, it, it's a blessing, you know, to, to be around people like that, that appreciate the little things that, that get done. 
you know, and now Nash is, he's grown, he's an adult, he's in a senior year of college. And so like Nash, talk to us about you back in high school, your senior year, and, and you're, and you're trying to make a college decision. How many offers did you have at the time? How did you end up choosing NDSU? Um, give us a little insight <clears throat> on that. Yeah, I think I had 12 Division One offers, um, one or two FBS offers. Wyoming was my first offer. <clears throat> um, it didn't really pick up until after my junior year. Um, that's really where I started to shine and uh, coaches really started coming around and seeing me um, as a pretty high-level athlete for where I was at at Osseo. And it was it was a very fun and crazy ride. You know, I had schools like NDSU who really took the time to get to know me as a person and what mm-hmm. kind of character I had. And then I had schools, um, I'm not going to name them off or anything like that, right. that came and visited the high school, looked at me and gave me an offer without even getting to know me. Um, and something like that is definitely something that kind of shut me off to any kind of school like that. Um, and again, there weren't many offers that uh acted like that that a lot all the schools pretty much got to really know me as a person right um but once it came down to deciding you know there were fbs schools that were telling me oh let's wait until um i think it was like the end of july this was during the summer before my senior year you know let's see how it goes we're looking at some in-state kids still and like, yeah i don't really want to wait for that like i love your school and everything like that but I'm going to make my decision, and um, that's kind of when I really decided to choose NESU. Um, those coaches, um, at the time, it was a completely different staff for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, they made my not only myself but my family feel like this was somewhere that I could go and grow not just as an athlete but as a man and a person. Yeah. Um, and can't thank any of these coaches enough. Uh, the coaches here now and the coaches who are at K-State now um, for helping me get to where I am today. You know, you got a really good staff. And, and you know, another thing, kudos goes to your staff. And they respect that it takes a village to make an athlete. You know, um, mm-hmm. your head coach uh, is an, a phenomenal man. And he's reached out to me a few times. And, you know, he's thanked me and he's thanked our staff for what we do. You know, when you come back home and for the athletes that we train that go to your school, you know, but – I, I like that because he's just – your staff is – they're real human beings, right? They're not above anybody yeah. else. And and they, they don't look for the top athletes. They look for the right athletes, right, that fit into the program, into the mm-hmm. system. And I, and I believe that's one of the reasons why you guys are so successful. You know, I was listening on TV last week. You know, they were saying how you guys are just a, a fine, polished team. You know, and you don't see a lot of that in Division One football. And, and how you guys just carry yourselves even off the field is, is just – you know, it's another phenomenal thing that your your staff does. Yeah. You know, so tell us about tell us about NDSU, man. What's the locker room like? What's the vibe like? You know, game week or going into a game? Yeah, it's it's pretty laid back. Um, leading up to it, you know, like there's the game planning, there's practicing, and everything like that. But the locker room is it's a very fun area to be in, especially when. Uh, guys are in here and around and we're hanging out either in the locker room or like in the place I'm in right now, I'm in the players lounge. Uh, we've got Xbox, um, PlayStation in the other room. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just really where, uh, we kind of bond. Uh, one thing I really love about the locker room is that every day we have, um, 
like a daily riddle that somebody finds or comes up with and we all try to answer it, see whoever gets to answer first. Um, so leading up to the game, it's pretty laid back. You know, we talked about the game plan a little bit. Um, but we kind of try to leave that to the meeting rooms and at practice. Mm-hmm. Um, then once it comes, you know, closer and closer we get to game day, you know, we kind of tighten down a little bit more maybe. Um, then once it comes to game day, it's all um, it's all locked in. You know, just get ready to go out there and do your role and just beat the guy across from you every single play. Nice. So what, what has changed for you now? Your, your senior year. And the senior year, you what would you go back and tell the sophomore year, Nash? Oh man, um, <laughs> you know that year was a tough year for me, um, just because I don't feel like I put as much as I could have into um, getting a bigger role on the team. Um, you know that year I was really hoping, you know, be a starter, have a much bigger role, you know, being, whether Mm -hmm. it was being a starter or being uh, the number two. Um, But I would just tell myself to be more intentional, you know, uh, get into the the meeting room, watch more films, see what, um, see what things I could do better, whether it was little things or big things. And, you know, our coaching staff always says, find one thing to get better at each day. If you try to find multiple, you're probably not going to get better at anything. Um, so if I was to talk to my sophomore self, I think that's definitely what I would tell myself. Do you think there's any circumstance that kind of like disengaged you a little bit? I know I had that when I was in college. Uh, we actually went through a coaching change. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. I changed down the depth chart. And <clears throat> like being the number two to being the number three is a huge difference in my position because it went from maybe some reps to no reps at all. So like I disengaged, uh, I didn't try nearly as hard in the off season. I came in not where I should have been in practice. I kind of went through the motions a little bit. Was there something that kind of, like I said, like kind of pushed you to disengage a little bit for some reason? Um, I don't know. Uh, I think at that time I wasn't fully bought into um, what we call up here, you know, bias and pride and how we really worked as a program. You know, I was still a young guy um, coming off just being on a scout team for a whole year. Um, but I think definitely that just not buying into the whole process and thinking too much about what result I wanted, I think is definitely something that hindered me that year. So, and you, you know, Nash, you play a tough position. You play guard. Were you ever given any opportunities to play anything else or has it always been, hey, I know I'm a guard and why do you play left guard really versus right guard? Um, that's just, I mean, we've always had guys that come in, you know, we have insanely athletic tackles in our center right now. I mean, all of us are really athletic. Don't get me wrong. I think I'm the best athlete on the field every single play. Dude, you guys got an NFL um, line. <laughs> yeah, no, we're all insanely athletic. Um, left guard is just where I ended up fitting in the best. Um, you know, that year, my first year starting, you know, we had Cordell Voltson, who's now the starting left guard for the Bengals. Um, he was truly um, a tackle at that point in time, I think is what our coach thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was, we already had a starting right tackle who was an all two-time All-American, I think at that point. But Cordell was way too good to keep off the field. 
Um, so that's where we moved that right tackle into guard and um, Cordell Finn in at right tackle. So um, we already had a starting center and starting left tackle who's now with the Titans. Um, so that's just kind of where I fit in um, at that point with that staff. Um, I've just really taken it in stride. You know, I had never played on the left side on the offensive line before, mm -hmm. or at least not for a really long time. Mm -hmm. um, but I just knew being on the inside, you got to be a lot more. I mean, obviously, as an offensive lineman, you got to be super detailed. Um, but in the, on the inside, it's a lot tighter space mm -hmm. than what like somebody like a tackle has to work with. Um, so you really have to be um, insanely crisp on techniques and on um, the mental stuff of the game. But that was, that's just kind of where I fit in at that point. And obviously, if this is my fourth year starting at that position. Um, I know. So. Isn't it amazing, though, like you guys always got linemen that are playing at the next level. Does that kind of push you to become better? Do you call those guys back and ask for advice? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, um, Dylan, Dylan Raines, who's, uh, like I said, he's with the Titans. Uh, he was um, just kind of a great friend to me and huge mentor. You know, he was always – he saw a lot more in myself than I saw in myself mm -hmm. um, my first year starting, especially. Um, and that was a guy that, you know, there was one game my first year where I got benched because I wasn't playing very well. I'm like, dude, I'm never going to do that again. Um, just, he's a guy that I never wanted to let down. Um, so he was, he was a huge role model. You know, we don't talk that much anymore. Um, it's just time to time, but I just kind of let those guys, like I know they have a crap ton under their plate and they know what we're going through as well. So I kind of let them be, you know, if they want to talk, obviously I'm definitely down to get in contact with them. And then um, Cordell, you know, I always say any interview I say, he is the best leader that has ever um, either been in my life or that has come through NDSU. He was – truly advising he was about the green and gold um that was his dream uh, as a kid growing up um so he just he was always there to push any of us you know he was the big rah-rah guy um on our offensive line and he knew when um somebody on the offensive line needed to push you know they had to play better and he was always kind of that guy so yeah it's a huge motivator for me Nice. So when you're on, when you're out there on game day, when you're going against guys, are you guys out there talking smack to each other and yelling at each other, or like, what's that like? Are you and your teammates saying we're about to pancake this dude? Or yeah, I mean, I I usually don't talk trash unless the other guys are talking trash. Um, but when I get into it, I really get into it. You know, I say some things that I definitely can't say on a podcast <laughs> or anything like that, or I should say to my parents or anything like that. But um, when guys are talking trash, it makes the game really fun, um, especially some of the stuff that our offensive line comes up with to say, like I'll hear something that um, our left tackle Cody says, and it will just make me laugh. You know, me and him are out there. We're just playing free. You know, we kind of say like we're the vibe side yeah. of the offensive line. Um, but, no, it's – it's really fun to get out there and talk a little bit of trash to those guys that we're playing against. You guys move pretty fast. I see those uh, those screenplays. I was like, man, 
you guys get out there pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah, we've definitely put some screens in a lot more this year just because of the personnel we have on the outside. and They know that we can get out there and get the job done. So, you know, you – and I'm going to get a little personal with you. You know, you're playing for a different purpose this year, right? You know, yep. I'm a – you you've you've had some uh, adversity you just recently faced, you know, with your dad. And um do you feel like now this year like he is playing through you or you know, you he, he's shining on you every game? Like how do you how do you channel that? Yeah, I mean um he was I mean, you know, like he was always mm-hmm. my biggest supporter and um, he would always tell you or anybody how proud he was of me. Um, yeah. But, you know, I got I got a couple things, just kind of material things that really helped me kind of channel it. Um, I know you were at the Celebration of Life, but we had those yeah. little red, red, blue, and yellow pins. I wear that mm-hmm. during warm-ups um, on my warm-up hoodie. And then I have a Superman tank top that I wear uh, under my jersey during the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, it's just always helping me know that, you know, he's right there with me. Yeah. Um, even though he's up there with the big man. Um, so just those couple things that were really what helped me, um, channel it into my game. You know, him and I talked, um, before he passed, we talked maybe a month when you came back and saw me that week and you said it, what he was dealing with. I, I reached out to him and, um, it was never about him. You know, it was never about what he was going through. You know, it was always about how to get somebody else better. And mm-hmm. he was so proud of you. And he is proud of you. And I'm excited for what's to come in your future and what you're going to be able to do for your family. You know, um, and you and I have always talked about that. Finish. Let's just finish. Let's finish. Mm-hmm. You know, and you've had doubts in your mind where, you didn't know if you wanted to go try to go to the next level or, or play at the next level. And I'm like, Nash, you got to finish. You know, you've come this far. Let's finish. And the reason why I bring this up, because there are so many other people in this position across the country that are in a situation in their senior year. And they just doubt, not doubt themselves, but they just don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. What's to come. And, I, and like what I tell people, you just finish one day at a time. Right. One day at a time. One day at a time. One day at a time. And control what you can control, and and um, I saw that game last week. It was one of the games I could really see on TV, and I just felt like, you know, your father was just guiding you, right? Because you were just on fire, and yeah. I was just like, wow, the way you were moving, the way you were blocking, and you were playing with just a different sense of just purpose, you know, so. Tell you, man, I'm proud of you, man, and 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 I'm excited. Like I said, what's gonna happen for your future for you? Same thing. We talk with what we've been talking about since high school. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you it's know, been a very long time coming. Yeah, is this your last year of eligibility? Then. Yep. Yeah, I'm in my sixth year. I got took my extra COVID year. Yeah, he got like 12 degrees right now. He got like so, <laughs> and, and he's working on his doctorate. I mean, impressive if you are. Uh, so, so there's probably also a little bit of 
this is it, a little now or never, right? It sounds like NDSU, you guys have a long tradition of linemen going on and being successful, moving on to the next level. Probably NDSU just in general. I know poor Trey yeah. Lance just had the ankle surgery, oh, uh, but man. he was big, big time coming out of NDSU. But he's not the first, mm-hmm. he won't be the last. Um, you know, I guess like, so there, there's probably a lot of it for you, right? Where you know that like, Hey, this is the last dance a little bit. This is the last opportunity to go out there, smack some people in the green and gold. Um, mm-hmm. are, are you, are you enjoying it, uh, in that sense as well? Knowing that like, Hey, we're going to go out with a bang. Let's have some fun on, on the way. Yeah, definitely. You know, I can't believe that, um, I'll kind of backtrack pretty far here. Um, my freshman year, when my dad first got uh, diagnosed with skin cancer, I was um, insanely close to leaving football. Um, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Devin knows this. Yep. He was probably yep. one of the people that, um, definitely one of the people that I talked to about yep. that. Um, I remember that. And then last year, during the spring, you know, I had absolutely horrible season in my opinion, um, and that just comes with the standing. You know, we didn't win. Um, national championship or even the conference championship um, in that spring season. So I didn't know if I wanted to uh, come back for my extra year. Mm-hmm. And I'm so blessed to have um, the people around me that really motivate me to um, – that just told me, you know, stick it out that one more year, like you yeah. said. And you, we always talk about it up here. Um, you got to finish what you started. Mm-hmm. Um, so that – um, I'm just really having fun. Um, and it's the first time I think in a while that I'm truly, truly having fun, feel really free out there on the field, uh, whether it's in practice and in games. So yeah. I'm having a lot of fun with it. And you probably got like three gym classes a day right now. So you're probably not. <laughs> Dude, I got golf on Tuesdays and Thursdays uh, for the first half of the semester. You know, I got to work on my swing. I'm telling you, I'm getting better. I promise. I got to see this. They probably go from golf <laughs> to bowling just because the weather. <laughs> yeah, no, I got, um, I have billiards uh, pool in the second half of the semester. There it you is. Know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got those two classes. I got, I'm taking a music class. I have a theater class. Drop the mixtape, baby. Yeah, no, definitely. It's really giving me some knowledge on how to make some crisp beats and stuff like that. <laughs> and then I got a psychology class. You know, I really wanted to have a laid back semester. And, you know, I yeah. really took my golf game into consideration when thinking about these classes. So, I appreciate you know, that. I want to see that swing. It's a lifetime thing. Like, you can do that your entire life. Like, obviously, football is not a whole life thing unless you're like a superhuman or something like that. Um, so that's. So we're going to see you in a Masters tour semester, in about 10 years, huh? In the Masters. The great pivot. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, right there with the big boys. So you graduate in December then, right? Um, I technically graduated this summer with um, both of my degrees in FIED and health. Wow. I've my minor for a while. Um, but I'm pretty sure – I haven't really talked to my advisor about it, but I'm pretty sure I'm walking – so I didn't get to walk in the summer and the little graduation that I think they have in the summer. So plan on walking in December. Wow. Good for you, man. You're all grown Thank up you. now, man. You got your glasses on. The beard is shining, <laughs> you know. 
I remember yeah, little Nash football. in the gym playing basketball. I remember I was like, Nash, you got to stop playing basketball. Like, football is your ticket. Stop. When you, when you say little yeah. Nash, I mean. You know, a little big Nash. <laughs> you know, everyone had. Every- little Nash, as in I had a real baby face. Um, he sure did. Especially when I shaved. Like, dude, I look like a five-year-old. Like, I, my fiance absolutely hates because we do playoff mustaches. And whenever I participate that, I'm pretty sure my fiance gets like one step closer to leaving me. <laughs> so it's a scary situation. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely had a baby face when I was in high school. So after this, um, you got an agency now. So you signed with the agency, really good agency. Um, mm-hmm. are, you, are you getting reached out to by... You know, like, what's it like now? You know, your senior year, are teams, like, reaching out? Are they looking at you? Do your coaches say, hey, you know, XYZ scout is saying stuff to us or, you know. I'm going to hit pause. Like, are we going to incriminate him by talking about this? No, no, no. I, I won't. I wouldn't ask him that. I don't Just know. want to make sure. Yeah. I wouldn't call it. I you don't have to tell me which it's teams. Like, it's like a personal handshake. Right. Okay. So, because I can't sign until – after the season right right right. all right yeah you're good then i just want to make sure oh no no he's it's like an nil it's like nil well it's probably maybe good to clarify that or whatever oh i'm sorry you're right you're right other people will will, they'll take the leap to oh yeah yeah it's not it's not so people it's not like that agency is a nil he's just do your question okay yeah so nash um have i'm gonna skip the agent part so um have you had teams reach out to you guys, reach out about you, talk to your coaches, um, anything like that? Yeah, I mean, um, I think my online coach is the main person that uh, comes to me whenever um, teams are reaching out. You know, like, he'll tell me, like, if they're saying something like what I really need to work on um, or anything like that. Um, you know, they aren't really allowed to – like personally call me or anything like that. Yeah. It's kind of like college recruiting. Like it's just a lot more tight knit, obviously with the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm hearing a lot of good things um, and stuff like that. So. Yeah, man, we got, they, they got to get you guys on like these, like to eventually point for the pod, like some beard oil NILs or something like that. I mean, it's just gotta be too easy, right? To like cash yeah, in on some of that. I mean, like the beard is just like I'm jealous. I'm like I'm trying. Yeah, to... it's it's kind of my statement, you know. Like people have their hair, like and like what they wear, like minus my beard. So yeah, I definitely have to try to get something going there. You know, I used to use um, it's called the Beard Club. You know, they're pretty big. Um, I used to use their use their beard oil. You know, I, I used to have a little chin strap beard. Uh, that's where I remember that. the baby face came out, but I started using their beard oil. Um, mm-hmm. Not a hashtag ad right here, promise. Um, but <laughs> building my cheeks, you know, now it's kind of my thing. You've been tapping into that NIL stuff, or has it not really been that important to you? No, it's not something huge that I looked at. Um, I've done some small stuff, you know, I did. Um, I had to do some posts for... DoorDash this past summer um, that I signed up with through <clears throat> this NIL thing called uh, Mogul, M-O-G-L, that uh, former Notre Dame quarterback started up, uh, Brandon Wimbush, I'm pretty sure. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of go on there a little bit, you know, like see, like, is this something that I'd be interested in or something that could um, help lead to um, bigger things? You know, um, what I'm hearing about really NIL, seldom, yeah, what I'm hearing about NIL is either it distracts you or it helps you, you know? Yeah, um, for no, some people, 100%. they do so many deals that it's, it becomes a, a full-time job and a distraction from the task at hand or right. for other people could really help them. Like, I don't, I don't understand how guys like um, Bryce Young, like as soon as NIL came out, he got that Dr. Pepper deal. I'm like, it was a multi-million dollar deal. I'm like, how are you even going to be able to think um, about football? You know, obviously he has his own um, process and how he goes about things. Obviously he's a Heisman winner. Um, but mm-hmm. I couldn't even imagine um, at my age or his age uh, having that kind of money um, to go about things. But mm-hmm. obviously he is a much higher tier athlete than myself or anything like that, being at Bama and everything. So, you know, he probably has like an agent for all that kind of stuff. I'm yeah. worrying about that. but Oh, yeah. Small I'm, team around him for that for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, that's cool. Yeah. We always like to ask the athletes, especially now since it's so fresh and kind of new, you know, like you said, everyone's got a different approach with it and Mm -hmm. some people Mm -hmm. are able to tap into more than others. But I think kind of your, from what we're gathering is probably like the, the normal version of that essentially is like, yeah, you know, I go on the platform, I see if there's anything good. All right. We'll activate. If not, like, yeah, I didn't even notice. (laughs) Definitely. Cool. So you guys got a big game this week. Is this yeah. a rivalry game? Uh, what was that? Is this a rivalry, a, a, a conference game? or? Yeah, it's a conference game. Uh, I definitely wouldn't call it a rivalry. You know, we don't like any of those schools down in South Dakota. But, <laughs> um, you know, they're they're a very good team. They're well coached. Um, they know everybody in um, our conference in the Valley. You know, they know what we want to do. Um, we know what their, they always know what our identity is. We know what their identity is. So, um, every week is a challenge, you know, you don't really know what they're going to come out with. If they're going to be the same team that they, um, put on the field last week, or if they're going to try and do something completely different against us. Um, so mm-hmm. it's always a huge test on um, no matter what team we're playing, especially when we get into conference play. And who is that? South Dakota this week, University of South Dakota, the Yotes. All right. Nice. So you're looking to pancake more people this week. Obviously. Should I bring the syrup? Is that a stat? <laughs> <laughs> Is that something you guys track and film? He's got he's got like the board, you know, marking them off. Yeah, we do. We do actually. Um, we have uh, we have a scoring system called Sprint to Hit Points, um, and you know it's like certain amount of points for a pancake on the line of scrimmage or a pancake downfield. So we definitely keep track of that. I wish we had something like the NFL, like the NFL now. I'm pretty sure they track uh, pancakes as stats for offensive linemen. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool when they changed that. So we got something kind of just in in house that we kind of keep track of that with. Nice. Do you guys get a lot of your alumni that come back to you guys and kind of give you guys coaching points and you know and kind of talk to you guys about what the next level is like at, at playing line or, or so forth? Yeah, um, during especially during fall camp, we have guys come in. Um, I think it's every week or so, or every mm-hmm. few days, even um, if we get a lot of them to come in, they come in. Um, 
talk in front of the whole team, tell us their story. You know, if they were in the league, they tell us kind of about that, what that process is like. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a lot of it, what they talk about is post football life. Um, you know, these guys that we have come in, uh, they own fortune 500 companies or they're higher ups in fortune 500 companies, or they own businesses, um, whether in the area or down in the cities or something like that. Um, so they, they definitely come in, you know, they get to tell old stories, you know, we get to ask some questions. Um, but it's very fun hearing, uh, their stories, whether they were somebody that I played with or somebody that played in the sixties, you know, they went through the same exact stuff, um, that we're going through now. And, um, they always tell us how much they lived through us and how proud they are of what the program has become today. Um, and it's a real blessing when, especially when we get somebody uh, that played a long time ago in the D2 era, mm-hmm. um, getting to come in and talk to us. Yeah, I went to St. Cloud State, so I remember playing against NDSU when they were Division Two. And my mm-hmm. and my one little story is, Client Saucer, he played tight end, and I was a freshman. I think I think he was a senior, and I came down to tackle him, and he lit you up, didn't he? Yep, yep. Yeah. I thought I hit him, and I and I and I I got to the sidelines. I don't even remember this, and so I remember saying, "Hey, coach, I'm ready to go back in the game." He's like, "Son, what are you talking about? The game is over." <laughs> so I'm pretty sure I had a concussion. Oh, yeah. it actually <laughs> actually explains a lot. I think we should. Yeah, yeah. Probably CT- revisit that. We should CTE. Yeah, I'm, I'm CTE. So, you but you get that checked out. I, I might need to. I might need to. I might. <laughs> Things are different back then. Way different, mm-hmm. you know, and the rules are changing so much in football, man. It's just, it's ridiculous. Oh, so much. Well, good. Well, I mean, we'll uh, we'll let you get back. I know you've probably got some uh, some some golf to practice or some billiards <laughs> to prep for class. You know, as as academically studious as you are, but I mean, Nash, it's been great to get to know you, man. Appreciate you opening up, especially about your dad and kind of how that's impacted your journey and. Again, like these are all about real athlete stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it, we're so excited to hear that you're kind of on the brink of a next chapter, but it almost didn't get to this point. And again, just kind of how like sometimes you got to weather the storm and, until you get to the other side. And hearing about Deventry's, um, you know, impact in that too, I think is 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 hopefully helpful. So again, just like thanks for thanks for sharing. I'm sure it's going to help one to ten athletes out there, which would be amazing. Um, definitely. Thank you very much for having me. And, you know, we'll be tracking you through the season. And like I said, uh, we're family. Then, you know, we'll we'll start our other podcast. I'm leaking it now, you know, when we're down doing combine training, you know, mm-hmm. have you back on. So you're able to talk about, you know, the transition from, you know, playing college to now preparing to be a professional athlete. Definitely. I hear it's a lot of soreness. Heads up. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I know. Awesome. Some, dark, some dark days of game face training. I know. I owe, I owe Nash one. Nash has been giving me crap here, and he knows I own one, just one workout. <laughs> there we go. Well, we'll definitely catch on that. But, yeah, again, uh, listeners out there, if, if you're an NDSU fan, if you're an O-lineman fan, if you think his story would help, just share it with somebody. Uh, that's what we're out here to do, just get the stories out there, help encourage athletes no matter what they're going through. Uh, let them know kind of that the journey is not linear. It is not all sunshine and rainbows. It has adversity. But, anyways, we're going to be out. Uh, follow Nash it links in the description below Um, but we're out so share a story until next time take care of yourselves